0: Hey folks, welcome back to Holy Spirit Soapbox. This is Dan once again, and I'm so glad you're here. I want to thank you again for joining in and listening and praying for us and praying for this podcast to continue to keep growing. It's been amazing so far, and we ask that you continue to do so for us. And we ask that you continue to tell people about Jesus, because that's the most important thing ever. For everybody's livelihood and for everybody on the face of the earth, tell them about Jesus Christ and how He saves every single one of us. Give them the gospel. See what happens. It's always fun to do that, and it's always great, because you never know how you're going to bless somebody that day. Today, we're going to talk about what happens when Jesus confronts people that don't want to hear the gospel, or don't believe in that good news that God brought along in Jesus Christ, especially when He's walking the earth. It's kind of interesting that people saw God face to face, and they still didn't believe him, and they didn't want to believe him. They wanted to put him to death. It's crazy. But we do it every day, don't we? We actually do. We we deny God a lot. We do it out of nature of just trying to protect ourselves, or because we might feel like we know God more than Jesus knows God. Today, we're going to dig deeper. It's a little segment we like to do. When we take like parables or... Bible verses or chapters and just really dig deeper into those. So today we're going to go over the parable of the speck in the plank or the parable of the speck in the log. We're looking into Matthew chapter 7 today. So if you have a Bible and you're able to look, I I want you to be safe. If you're able to look, turn your pages to Matthew chapter 7 and then we're going to look at verses 1 through 5. Jesus says in this, if you have your Bibles open... You hypocrite! First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Man, I love Jesus. He's so, like, funny, and he 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 can get into like your like the the common folks' mind. Imagine just—he's obviously speaking with hyperbole. Nobody's walking around with a plank in their eye, or or maybe sawdust, but not a plank. Okay. But how do you not notice? He's like, how do you not notice this plank out hanging out of your eye? You would notice a plank, like a two-by-four, right? Hanging out of your eye. But for some reason, you can see in your brother's eye a speck of sawdust. And you're like, let me get that out for you. He's hilarious. Jesus is so good, and he's such a great teacher. Because we are so quick to write other people's stories, aren't we? The first thing most of us do is gauge who a person is by their first impression. Hence why they always say first impressions last the longest, right? Then, as we continuously grow, you know, in a friendship or relationship with somebody, we tend to start nitpicking or picking the other person apart, don't we? We do that. It's, it's called gossiping or complaining, right? Or whining. When we judge or nitpick, though, we elevate ourselves in self-righteousness. We believe we know more than that person in whatever it is you're nitpicking them about. So let's dig into the context here a little bit, okay? Jesus consistently had Pharisees and Sadducees watching every move that he made and listening to every word that he preached to try and catch him in a lie or, or something like contradictory to the old scriptures that they were taught and that they've, they feel that they perfected in learning, okay? And this is why a lot of Jesus' parables brought their false teachings or shortcomings to light because they played a major role in being teachers of the people. And there were huge influencers at that time. And we even see that a lot now with social media influencers or celebrities. Like, we tend to even ask them what they think when something happens in the world. Like, no offense to them, every person's thought and opinion does matter. Okay? No offense to these celebrities or social media influencers. Everyone's opinion matters, but the fact that people look up to other people on Earth can lead to them influencing us by their thoughts. So if they start saying, here's what I think about this tragedy X, Y, and Z, it might make other people feel the same way because they're like, wow I like that celebrity, I trust him or her so I'm going to start thinking the same way about this tragedy that happened or whatever, right? We get influenced by other people but also, reading this parable, this shouldn't just be a reflection of what the Pharisees and Sadducees did, or else we're also judging them, okay? We're also judging these people by what we're told in the Bible. Every guidance that comes from the Holy Spirit is meant for every single one of us. That's what this podcast is even based on is the Holy Spirit. We feel Stacy and myself that the Holy Spirit is putting us on our hearts to preach and teach and say all all these things to you all including us, we listen to these because these things are put in our heart by the Spirit. And then we give that Spirit a soapbox, meaning a soapbox is an old word that's used, or people used to do this on street corners where you stand on top of a soapbox, you get a little height, and then you preach audibly to a lot of people, So, in, including yourself, so everybody can hear you. But we're giving the soapbox to the Holy Spirit. But this Holy Spirit is meant for every single one of us. You have the Spirit working in you as well. And even if Jesus, at that time, was, was talking more towards this particular group of Pharisees and Sadducees that was causing division and leading people away from God, it still all applies to us today. Everything that he's saying. So the plank in your eye or my eye, and the sawdust in our brother's eye or sister's eye that we keep nitpicking and judging. So let's break this all down line by line and we'll start with do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Now this has several meanings. First, as it is written, if we judge, we'll be judged the same way. If we approach others with unjust wrath, wrath will be brought upon us based on the unjust wrath. The judgment of unjust wrath is not loving towards others, but it brings others down. When we, when we judge other people, we bring wrath upon other people unjustly, meaning without God's justice. When we just say, I'm right, God's not right here, and I'm going to nitpick the heck out of this person. It's unjust. It's not fair. It's not right to them. It just brings them down. It solves nothing. Okay? The second portion of this addresses our human nature. When we hear Jesus during the Sermon on the Mount mention that we should not repay anger with anger, we humans tend to do that. We don't listen to Jesus here, do we? Right? So, let's see, as an analogy, if I judge the way someone cleans their microwave, just their microwave, it leaves the door wide open for them to judge the way I clean my entire house. This just causes division, essentially, Right? I'll be like, wow, your microwave is gross. And then somebody's like, oh, well, your floors are gross. I'm like, well, your walls are just disgusting. Why is a crayon? A-? It just causes division. It makes no sense and it solves nothing. So if we see someone struggling, we should be merciful like God is to us and not full of wrath. Okay? But also, this line that we just said is is one of the most misconstrued and misused verses for people that want to do sin as well. Okay? people might suggest that we shouldn't judge their lifestyle of sin or we shouldn't judge them because they like to do something that is sinful that God says is sinful. Now, in a sense, they're right as God has that final judgment in all things. But if we love them, we will try to guide them away from that sin. Now, keep in mind as well, judgment is not just condemning somebody. But judgment, biblically, means, will they have or not have eternal life? At the end of it all, God is not going to sit here judging every single one of your actions. He's not going to say, well, you're, you're bad because you did this, and you're good because you did that, and you're good because you did that, so now we're just going to tally it up, and then if you're good is over bad, then you're great. That's not how that works. That's not judgment. When God says, I will judge the world, In the end, he's referring to, am I going to give you eternal life or am I not? Did you accept my gift of eternal life or did you not? And there's only one way to eternal life. And we all know that if you're listening today, it's accepting Jesus the Christ as your Lord and Savior, as our Lord and Savior, and then letting him and the Holy Spirit transform us. That is how we gain eternal life. He's the only way. Now let's look at the next part. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? We are all sinners. Hold on, let me repeat that. We are all sinners. Not one person is perfect, and notice that Jesus says there's a plank in our eye, a plank in our eye, and a speck of sawdust sawdust in the other person's eye, meaning our iniquities or sinfulness, is more apparent to others than theirs. We can nitpick every aspect of a person's faith in Christ and what the Holy Spirit calls them to do, but we fail to miss what the Holy Spirit is trying to correct in us. Then, as we stated before, this causes more division. Where I may say, your microwave is filthy. When my entire house except for my microwave is disgusting and unlivable. Who am I to nitpick you about your microwave? Also, a plank will cause full blindness to your own claim of self-righteousness. Hmm. Sawdust is, is quickly fixable. But a plank, and again, Jesus being funny here, a plank would totally blind us from our own sin. The plank is huge. Sawdust is not. So we have to first recognize that plank that's in our eye. And, and we say this often here because the spirit continuously tells me and Stacy, look at the plank in your own eye. Don't miss the plank in your own eye. Fix, take the plank out, fix it before you start going on to the next thing. We, we have to look at ourselves. We have to look at ourselves and be like, okay, where do I fall short? Where do I not produce the fruits of the Spirit? But where do I produce the, the, produce the fruits of sin and the fruits of self and the fruits of this world? And when I recognize that, then I can pray to the Holy Spirit to change me. To con- it's, it's convicting. You want to be convicted so that you can be transformed in, in Christ. Now, finally, this last part says this. You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. We just talked about that. Take the plank out first. It isn't a problem to help a brother or sister out by removing the speck from their eye. It's really nice. It's being a servant for them, right? It's helping them. But you you need to ensure that the plank in your own eye is removed so that you can teach and preach correctly. So... If you've ever seen the this movie slash documentary, The Heart of Man, it's called The Heart of Man. There was a man who did sermons and he mentions that he would basically speak against porn and lust and he would, you know, preach the Bible. But then he went home and indulged in that exact same stuff. Now he knew it was wrong, but he didn't fix his issue before going out and guiding others to do the same. This is what we call being a hypocrite. Just as Jesus says here. You have to look at yourself. Okay? We need to we need to all see clearly, meaning we need to let the Holy Spirit convict us once again. And then work in us to start walking and talking like Jesus did. You know, it's crazy that this even came up, <laughs> to be honest. It, this parable had to even be preached by Jesus to Pharisees and Sadducees because. People looked at these Pharisees and Sadducees. Again, they were influencers. They saw them as godly men. They went, people, the, the common folk went to them and were like, tell us what you think about this in regards to being Jewish and when this Messiah is coming and, you know, what God thinks about this. They they were high priests, pretty much. They Everybody went to them. And so Jesus is like talking to them specifically because these Pharisees and Sadducees were going around convicting people. They were going around condemning people. They were going around saying, you're doing this wrong. You haven't done this for God. You you didn't wash your feet. You didn't, <laughs> before you walked into the temple, you didn't, you ate this type of animal and you shouldn't have. And they were just going at it with these different people, right? But then Jesus is standing in front of them, okay? Jesus the Christ, the Messiah that they've been reading about and they been learning about for years, is standing in front of him saying, no, don't worry about that stuff. And they're like, what? And so they started condemning Jesus all the way to death. We know this. They condemned Jesus all the way to death. And Jesus was just trying to pull at their hearts saying, listen, I'm the Messiah. I am a God. I'm the one you're seeking. I'm the one that you've been learning about. I'm the one that you tell people about. Can you look at me and then start following me? Stop following yourself. Stop following your own pride. Stop following your own self-righteousness. And can you just switch? can you just turn around and look at me? And just look at me, please. Stop looking at them. Stop looking at the other people and, and judging them and, and condemning them. Saying they're not going to make it to the kingdom of heaven because they didn't do this, that, and the other thing. That's not what you should be doing. Like look at the plank in your own eye. First, look at where where you're being a hypocrite, where you're not following the actual God, the actual Messiah, and now you're trying to teach other people to follow God and to look for the Messiah. It makes no sense. How do you teach that if you don't even see the Messiah when he's standing, looking at you in the face? And we do this nowadays. We do this, right? We do this to believers and non-believers. I mean, I know there are Christians that judge other Christians, Shoot, I've done it before myself. I know there are Christians that judge non-believers. right? We, we say, well, they're all going to hell. <laughs> Why? What? I mean, there's so many things that we do that's wrong, that, that, that God says is wrong, that's sinful. We orient ourselves away from Him. And this is one of them. This is one of them. So we really need to start focusing on how we can better our relationship with God. That's the focus. And then once we do that and we transform internally, it starts radiating outward. Now we are the light and our lights can shine before the world. Now I have three questions for you. And these questions are meant to dig deep into that little heart of yours, including mine. And here they are. Question number one is, is there a plank in your eye right now that might be holding you back from seeing God more clearly? Reflect right now. Is there a plank in your eye? Question two, have you been guilty of judging others for things unjustly? Have you judged others for, you know, were you, again, let's go back to the analogy, nitpicking somebody's microwave, leaving the door wide open for your house to be nitpicked. (laughs) Okay. Something so small and minute in your brother's eye. Have you been guilty of judging others? And question three, what do you think is the reason for this unjust judgment on your end? What do you think the reason is as to why you looked at maybe a non-believer or maybe a believer and were like, yeah, this, that's not good. I don't—I don't, That's not what they should be doing. And then condemning them. Thank you so much for joining in once again. I would love to pray for all of us. If you want to join me in prayer, please do. And let's talk to God. Our Father, we are guilty because we sin, and we are guilty of providing unjust wrath towards others when we ourselves need to look into that plank that might be in our eye. We know that we're made free and not guilty in Jesus Christ, and we thank you for rescuing us and showing us what mercy and grace looks like so that others can witness the same thing. We pray for the Spirit to convict us so that we can be transformed by you, so that we can be guided to to help others be lightly convicted, to also be transformed. We pray for your guidance to come by your word and spirit and and ask that you keep us from that temptation of unjust judgment. We love you, and we, we, we worship you, and we thank you so much, and we pray all of this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen.